Blog Talk Radio. Restaurant. Cut in from AZ to Davies, you know my thoughts get crazy. My teachers, they couldn't grade me. I know some Haitians in Dade County got choppers in Haiti. She booked a flight to Columbia, made her body amazing. Just to post it on Tumblr, just to fuck up the summer shit. I don't care what you coming with me and hit boy running shit. Big gold rope chains, but they flooded now. Pull up with the ghost like a hunting house. She getting scary blood on my hands like Carrie might walk through we are back and we are here on a glorious championship Saturday. Saturday. What a great day, man. Sam, I am excited, buddy. How how are you doing, man? I know uh it was uh, your daughter's birthday today. It's been a pretty busy day uh for you today, man. So thank you for making time on this. For show. sure, for sure. Um lucky for me, uh my daughter's 5. So happy birthday, Arya. Um she's 5. So it's past her bedtime. She's sleeping, so it's oh. the perfect timing. We can make the show. Yeah, she had a great day. She had cake, all kinds of desserts and chocolates and all kinds of good stuff. Awesome, awesome. Full of gifts, of course, of course. Got and spoiled yeah. silly. Got spoiled silly. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, we got, uh, a hell of a day, and we wanted to bring... College the- football, what's up? What's going on? I need you to talk some college football today, bro. I have We are going to get there for sure. So, it is championship Saturday. It is, um, honestly one of the better days of the year. Uh, it's, um, we wanted to come to you on this show today because it's, it's championship Saturday. We have the, we had a... Hell of a Big 12 title game, and that's where we're going to start, man. That Baylor-Oklahoma State game today could not have been any more exciting. Uh, did you catch any of the game, Sam, this afternoon? The second half, I caught the, a bit of the third quarter. Um, I was watching some highlights from the first half. I did not get to finish the game, though, so okay. apologies. So, I, am I know what happened. Obviously, I read – and I yeah. saw some more highlights after, so I know what happened. But, but yeah, go ahead, jump into it, man. So, my God, man. So, I'm watching it with Arjun, my son, and uh, we're sitting there, and we're rooting for we're rooting for Baylor, right, because an Oklahoma State loss helps Cincinnati, who we're really pulling for to get into the college football playoff. And Oklahoma State's got the ball. They're driving down the field. Time is kicking off. Uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State had burned all their timeouts. You're looking at third and goal from like the two yard line, two or three yard. I think it was about the two yard line. And I'm like, they're going to punch this ball in and there's going to be like 15 seconds left. So third down play, incomplete pass in the end zone. Fourth down, they run a little pitch out as they have all the defense going right. But some of the Baylor guys saw the fake and ended up going left. And the Oklahoma State guy is being chased down by Baylor. He dies for the pylon, and he literally comes, like, three inches short of it, and it's over. Game's over. I mean, it was the most incredible finish I've seen in a college football game in a long time. Sorry, man. I I was talking while I was on mute. I'm telling you, the the game was just full of, like, surprises and, and, like, a lot of excitement, right? Yeah. Oh, so now UC took care of business. They beat Houston 35-20. to 20. It looks like Alabama is going to upend Georgia and end Georgia's perfect season. So that leaves us with two games left tonight that kick off in about a little bit under 30 minutes. We have the Big Ten championship game, which is Michigan versus Iowa. 
and we got Pittsburgh Wake Forest coming up at eight o'clock. Now the ACC championship game has zero tie-in to the college football playoff. Neither Pitt or Wake Forest are going to win if uh, are going to go to the college football playoff if if they win. But because their records are so weak, right, and their schedules are weaker. They're both ten and two. So they're not like terrible, but they're so far outside the top four that they're not they're not jumping eleven spots right to get into the top right four. right. But the Michigan Iowa game does have playoff implications because obviously if Michigan wins, they are they are a lock to go to the college football playoff. But right. Iowa, so me and Roger are about to stream that at like uh, it starts at eight. You know, yeah, it right? starts at eight o'clock. Yeah. Michigan wins, they are in. But if Iowa wins, this is where things get a little bit, I guess you could say. Did Nebraska play Iowa this year? What's that? Did, did Nebraska play Iowa this year? I lost by a touchdown, surprise, surprise, just like they've lost everybody else this season. But only a touchdown, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. They were actually favored as a 3-8 and eight team over a 9-2 and two team. Nebraska was favored over Iowa. Wow. Uh, okay, so go ahead, continue. All right, so right now, the college football playoff rankings until Tuesday, uh, which will, they'll be updated, was Georgia was number one, Michigan number two, Alabama three, Cincinnati four, Oklahoma State at five, Notre Dame at six. This is what I foresee happening. If Iowa wins, Michigan's out of it. Alabama moves to number one. They likely put Georgia at number two, Cincinnati at number three, and Notre Dame now goes into the number four spot, potentially. If Michigan... so, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What is the implications of these coaches of, like, uh, soon to be uh, in these playoffs, like Notre Dame, for instance, you know, you know they're losing their coach, really, right, at the end of the season. What's the implications when it comes to, like, that type of scenario, like, to the team? Does it affect them? Does it bug them? Does it change the way that they play? I mean, you could see where there could be a lack of focus, but Notre Dame just named Marcus Freeman their permanent new head coach. Marcus Freeman, defensive coordinator there. Yeah, so he won't. He will not let them lose out. Probably not. He has vested interest, right? That's he has vested saying. interest. He was already there as a defensive coordinator. He's now been promoted to the permanent head coach. So I can totally see things like him getting them ready to play. But Notre Dame still needs help to get in. They need they need a Michigan loss for Notre Dame for them to get in, because Notre Dame's one loss was to Cincinnati, and I just can't. So that means they hold the tiebreaker pretty much between those guys. Right. Even though Notre Dame played the tougher schedule, I can't. Notre Dame jumping Cincinnati who Cincinnati beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame so but if yeah. I will win this becomes curious does Notre Dame get in because yeah, Oklahoma State lost so it, then there's a bunch of 10 and 2 teams after Notre Dame Ohio State probably not going to get in Ole Miss it's unlikely that they would send three SEC teams. Baylor becomes interesting because they won the Big 12 championship, but they have two losses. So would Baylor jump – would a two-loss conference champion jump Notre Dame to get in? I don't think – I mean, a win over Oklahoma really kind of is what is propelling them, right, towards a possible shot. Yeah, and then Baylor beat also Oklahoma State today. So – I don't know. It's curious, but I think an Iowa win helps Notre Dame. 
But as it stands now, Michigan's 11-point favorites. I think Michigan's going to win today. But Georgia, then if Michigan wins, what'll probably be ha- what would probably happen is Alabama goes to number one, okay? Michigan stays at two. Georgia falls to three, and Cincinnati goes four, which Cincinnati- It just kind of re- reorganizes what you kind of just pointed out just a minute ago. Instead of, instead of they're just kind of pushed down a, a slot, really, with yeah. Michigan's win. Yeah. And uh, but the thing that would suck for Cincinnati is Cincinnati would then have to play Alabama in the first round of the playoffs. That sucks. Versus uh, who would they play as a third seed? Georgia or Michigan. I would rather see either one of those than Alabama. Exactly. I'd rather see see any one of those because I feel like Cincinnati would get walloped by Alabama. Just like, and and that's no shame on Cincinnati. Alabama's walloped. Michigan State, they've walloped Ohio State in the playoffs. You know, it just – I mean, pretty much everybody, if you really look at them, in the last yeah. couple of years, they've, they've done their damage in making sure that everyone gets an L from Alabama, right? Dude, and they recruit at such a crazy level. I, I They shared this. I want to tell you right now – And you know what? They don't have any controversies in their program, if you notice. They really don't. They don't, ha- they don't have the – the boosters, the issues with the boosters, or they don't have an issue with students like uh, acting unruly, you know, not not um, not abiding by what the school standards are. Um, everyone that plays at Alabama is set to those like kind of patriot, you know, uh, standards, yeah. you know. Patriot way, yeah, it's very much the patriot way, and it's fitting because Nick Saban was a coach on Bill Belichick's Cleveland staff, right, which went absolutely nowhere, by the way. They didn't, but, you know, they even learned from Belichick a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, they have joint practices all the time. Saban runs practices with Patriots, you know, second stringers and even first stringers sometimes, you know. I I just – I want to point out this recruiting class in 2017. So this 2017 class, which is some guys, they left after last year. Some guys left a little earlier. Some guys are going to be leaving this season. This was Alabama's 2017 class. Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Xavier McKinney, Jedrick Willis, Dylan Moses, Kendrick James, Jerry Judy, uh, Mac Jones, Alex Leatherwood, Najee Harris, Tua Tagovailoa. Holy shit. That was one recruiting class that produced roughly about 13 NFL players. Now, that's insane. The college football recruiting goes, you usually can sign between 25 and 28 guys, okay, typically in a recruiting class, depending on your scholarship limits, 25, 28 guys. It's really good if about 10 of your guys, roughly half, become starters on your team, okay? That's a really good recruiting class if about half of them become starters or or, or play a, a role on your team. And then if you have just like three to five of those guys go to the pros, that's, that's a very good recruiting class. This Alabama 2017 class is going to – they've already sent Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs. I believe Xavier McKinney – I think he's already in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Xavier McKinney's already in the league. That's three right there. Jedrick Willis is four. Dylan Moses is five. 
Jerry Judy is six, Mac Jones is seven, Alex Leatherwood is eight, Najee Harris is nine, and Tua is ten. Then, not to mention a couple of these guys, like Brian Robinson, their running back, Tyrell Shavers. Um, like, even some of these guys are on practice squads or, like, you know, they're, they're on benches for other NFL teams as well, right? Well, no, I was, the guys I'm mentioning are still at Bama right now who will likely be drafted. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Okay, got in, it. In the, in the coming years. So, you already had – you've already had 10 guys from the 2017 class drafted, and you're looking at probably at least three or four more, meaning – 14 guys from one recruiting class are going to be drafted, which is absolutely just insane to me. Insane. I mean, uh, has there ever been a, a, a similar, like, you know, program that's produced this many NFL-ready players? That are like Some of these guys are not just playing in the NFL. They're starting their positions, like your Najee Harris's, your Tua's, right? Your Mac Joneses. Yeah. Um, I would say Ohio State. Ohio State comes close. Um, if you look at Ohio State's 2017 class, now they were ranked number two behind Alabama that year. This this Ohio State produced Jeffrey Okuda, Pete Warner, Baron Browning, Chase Young, Wyatt Davis, J.K. Dobbins. Um Josh Myers, Sean Wade. Justin Fields. They produced some guys. But, man, that that Bama class is on a whole other level, And which um, it seems – what's funny to me is um, you know that Brian Kelly, right, he's leaving leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU. He thinks he can win a national championship at LSU, something he hasn't been able to do. Good luck, man. you got to go up against Alabama, dude. You gotta go. Not only, not only do you have to go up against Georgia, Alabama, Georgia. Not and not only that, he's in the division. He's in the division of the SEC where it's not just Alabama. It is Texas A and M. It is Auburn. It is. He's gonna be catching losses from like you know bottom of the barrel teams. Some of the teams, and it's gonna just gonna be their day. And he's they're gonna he's gonna lose to like even if Texas A and M is just not having a good year, just for whatever reason, right? They could yeah. still pull the upset, come in and beat him, you know. Yeah, which but, likely wouldn't have happened if he stayed at Notre Dame. Really, I don't know. It, well, you know, the, the thing they say about about uh, Notre Dame is he's saying he said that he can't recruit, right? He can't recruit to Notre Dame, or, and which he can, but due to you uh, said because the standards are so high, right? You told me their academic I, standards are very high. And I, I like I don't know I believe that a little bit to an extent, but it's it's really difficult for me to sit there and be like oh because he's well, look man it sounds like a cop out to be honest with you because it's not like Notre Dame has has not produced NFL ready players right so they have they have I can't say they haven't produced anybody you know I I can't say that they have uh, not turned in you know. Um, I mean, fine. Maybe they don't turn out to be stars, but they're still brought into the NFL, right? Yeah. Wasn't Hundley Hundley from uh, Wasn't Hundley from Notre Dame? Who? Uh, Hundley, quarterback. No, Brent Hundley came from UCLA. UCLA, my bad. But but no, Notre Dame produces guys. They produce offensive linemen. They produce they produce people. But I, you know, I I don't know. I 
I think he's going to struggle. The, here's the biggest thing for me about Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly is not from the South. He's from the Midwest. He has spent his he entire should stick, He should stick to the Midwest, though. I, I think so. But he's, he, he spent his entire career either coaching in Michigan or Cincinnati or in Indiana. It's all the Midwest, okay? Now, I have this clip that's gone viral, and I, I want to play it for you guys right now. But here is Brian Kelly at his introductory press conference for LSU. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's a great way to get started. And I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana, but more importantly, to be with you great fans and to be part of what is going to be an incredible ride here at Louisiana State University. So he's clearly faking a southern accent. Can we acknowledge that? I was just going to say that. Is he, he, I, look, man, I live in the Midwest, and I'm telling you, people from Indiana, people from Ohio, where you live, you grew up in the Midwest, people from Michigan, they don't speak like that. Mr. <laughs> Kelly, whoever gave you that quick, you know, uh, I don't know, it was like a 30-minute how to speak in Cajun slash South, you know, phonetics, Hey, he failed. Whoever you paid to to, to teach you that? My family. My... my family. Like, come on, bro. Like, seriously? Dude, he's 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 like ten seconds away from sounding like Farmer Brown from The Water Boy. Oh, yeah, I was just I was literally just gonna say that. I was going to say he sounds like a Farmer Brown. <laughs> I don't like any coach. This is already a bad. Sign. There's no, there's no way he can keep that up. <laughs> there's absolutely no way for okay. someone from the Midwest that has been in the Midwest primarily his entire life. Uh, dude, that is hard to keep up with your players. You know that, right? Please yeah. don't go recruiting, uh, you know, five star recruits and trying to pull out that accent because it's not going to work. There's no chance. There's just no chance. That can work. I just I don't understand. If you and I can see like right through it, like like a piece of glass, and imagine what the rest of the LSU actual playing football team now is thinking. Look at the turd we got for a coach. Yeah, they're just like, what is what is this? What is what is this? What is happening here? I I didn't sign up for this. Uh, <laughs> just how are you going to fake an accent, man? Like how? That's you, the worst thing you could do. <laughs> it is the worst thing. It reminds, I don't know if you ever watched. It's like it's like it's like someone from the south going up to like coach at like uh, I don't know, pick a Big East team that's big. Yeah, Syracuse, right? And then trying to pull off like a New York accent. It's just not gonna happen, right? Right. Who's gonna take him seriously? <laughs> oh God, you know I I don't know if you ever watched Friends. But there's this episode where Ross starts a new position as a professor, and he's so nervous that he ends up talking in a in a bad British accent, and then he has to slowly like, like let go of the accent, go, like, take it out because and, and, and like and, and people will just think that he's like adjusting the life in New York. But now, like Brian Kelly's in the South, he can't take it out. He can't take out the Southern accent. Like it's either gonna have to he's gonna have to work Correct. on it. Correct. Or, He's, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna have to go 
crawfish hunting, and he's going to have to do some, some gator shooting, and he's going to have to learn the Cajun ways because there's literally no way anybody in Louisiana is going to buy that accent. Not a chance. Uh, I want to talk to a quick word from one of our sponsors. We have uh, Good Pods. Uh, Good Pods is a great application if uh, you want to discover new and independent podcasts. Uh, Good Pods is available on, on Am- uh, I'm sorry, on Android as well as uh, Apple iPhones. Uh, sign up to Good Pods. Uh, take a look at uh, Good Pods. You can find us on there. Uh, we should be getting notified shortly when they're going to spotlight our show on Good Pods um, as far as, you know, highlighting independent podcasts. So that should be coming up shortly. Uh, but, yeah, if you guys have a chance, go check out Good Pods. Download the app. There's a lot of other great independent podcasts that are floating out there, um, and it's definitely worth taking a look. Uh so moving on, we have the uh, MLB lockout, man. This is actually the very first work stoppage in Major League Baseball uh, in quite some time where they've actually had to do a lockout. Luckily, it's not been in the middle of the season. Um, a couple of different sticking points, I know, uh, on the both sides. Uh, the owners. Wait, uh, can I just, can I t- can I just uh, really quickly just point one thing out before you continue? That, yeah. Isn't it funny that the lockout comes on the heels of, like, all these major contracts being paid off? I just think it's hilarious. What's the ramifications to the players that sign these contracts if there is no MLB season? Uh, that is a great question. I believe that they, they do not get paid if there's no season. Yeah, I think, I think they uh, – yeah, I, I definitely would think there was some sort of clause that's built into their contracts that say – if you're not paying playing baseball with us in some capacity, AAA, whatever, you know, if you're not playing with us in some capacity, then that means that your contract is kind of null and void. And for the time being, right. And here's the biggest thing is, um, they they didn't want to keep negotiating. The owners wanted to lock out, so it puts more pressure on the players to start playing. Okay, um, but. You know, Major League Baseball, their website has basically been scrubbed of all active players. Um, it's all, like, kind of talking about the history of the game. Um, that is not a good look, dude, right, from a, from a Levitt perspective? The, the, the letter Rob Manfred wrote to Sam basically blaming the players was also not a good look. It's, it's, it was not a good look at all. But here's the biggest thing. Players want to make massive changes to the structure of the game. They want to they want to push they're pushing for things like shorter time until they hit free agency. Uh they want to prevent teams from tanking. Um and, you know, and they also want there to be a a floor. They want to they want to reduce the penalty for going over for overspending, but they also players want the floor to be raised for what teams have to spend, right? So you have some teams like the Oakland Athletics, uh, maybe the Kansas City Royals in a year, Tampa Bay Rays, who only spend $30, $40 million on payroll, okay? They want that floor where they, they want something to come through that says, hey, regardless, you got to spend this much money, okay? Now, 
making teams have a floor, they have that in the NFL, okay? I'm not sure if you're aware of that or not, but they have it in the NFL where teams have to spend X amount of money on the roster every year, okay? So you can't have, like, a cheapskate like Mike Brown for the Bengals. Right, right. Not pay anybody anything and just say, you know what, we'll do, we'll we'll, we'll play, but I'm going to save as much money as possible, okay? But here's the line. In baseball, where do you draw it at? Where do you draw what, – what do you make the floor? Because in the NFL, everybody's making money hand over fist. It's got the highest ratings. they got giant TV deals everywhere. Baseball's more regional. You know, if you talk to people – And, and see, the see thing is the reason why baseball is regional, but that's also like – it's like a two-pronged effect, right? So let me explain something to you, what I see from baseball. Like just, again, my perspective, right? You have your farming system. You have your double-A, triple-A, whatever, you know. baseball being regional allows that to happen, right? If you blow up to, like, a big market team, there's a slight chance. Like, and if you go into those large TV deals, uh, there's a slight chance you lose that closer regional touch where you still actually have scouts going out to go see high school, but, you know, two days in a row, you know, uh, or something like that. I guess what I meant when I said regional, and we do have a caller holding on the line, so we'll get to our caller in just one second. I guess what I meant by regional is this. People in New York don't care about the Arizona Diamondbacks. They don't care about the Florida Marlins. Um, Oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure, 100%. They they give a fuck about the the Mets and the Yankees and whenever they play the Red Sox, that's it. Or like in Cincinnati, people that are fans of the Reds, they they don't care about the San Diego Padres. They're not going to tune in to Right, right, right. To watch, uh, to watch a, a Detroit Tigers Kansas City Royals game, so that's more what I meant, kind of by regional. Because in the NFL, I'll turn on to watch Philadelphia and the New York Giants. I'll watch that game, but I'm not necessarily going to watch Correct. on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the Padres versus the the Rockies. Right. But, uh, let's, let's take the caller. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, gentlemen. And you're and you're right about that because most people in the New York area they don't care about the Brewers or the Padres or the other small league teams. It doesn't it doesn't appeal it doesn't appeal to us. And that's probably what's been wrong with baseball uh, for the most part. And this didn't surprise me, you know, the lack of happening. We, I mean, I knew it was coming along. I mean, they've been griping about this for like the last two years, but it's a shame how they wasted all that time trying to negotiate, negotiate, and Thursday they just pulled the plug after only seven minutes of, well, of so-called communicating, which really wasn't. So now they're just going to do three things, obviously, which is bitch, bitch, and bitch for months at a time. I mean, this is going to get nasty. What do you you think? Let me ask you you a quick question. Um, Are you you – uh, what's your feelings like, like about the, the the lockout happening? Like, are you pissed that baseball is kind of like on hold now, or you, do you want them to find that? I am, quicker? I am ticked off, but I'm not surprised. So, and, uh, is this something that you saw coming from from like say a year ago or a month ago? Yeah, I did. A month ago, chunk about a year ago, I saw this coming yeah, for they, for quite a while. They've been, yeah, they've been fighting about these same issues for some time. And the biggest problem is, though, right now it's the off season, so nothing matters really. Once we get right. to February, 
and March 1st, like February 1st, March 1st, spring training starts to get impacted, there, there's going to be more pressure. But right now, there's no pressure on anybody. Nobody cares. It, it, and it's only hurting those fringe free agents who might not be able to sign now for a couple months. Guys that might be looking at like one, two, yeah, maybe a three-year deal. Um, those kind of, uh, you know, fringe roster guys or, like, kind of journeyman guys. But Mm -hmm. we've seen baseball before. When the 1994 strike happened, baseball was really at a peak in popularity. popularity, And it sunk. Their their popularity went in the tank. And it took the McGuire-Sosa home run race to kind of start to bring people back. If this goes on too long – Major League Baseball is already well behind the NFL. They're already well behind the NBA. You're talking yep. about they can sit even further than that. And and, and it, it's a game that's, that's aged poorly, that doesn't have a lot of young fans. And their superstars yeah. are anonymous. If Mike Trout was walking down the street, how many? what percentage of people could recognize Mike Trout on the versus street? Versus a Kevin Durant or versus Ten. a, Ten. a uh, you know. Or Tom Brady. Or Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. Yeah. They're probably in commercials. You don't see them hosting Saturday no. Night Live. Not the last time I checked. I mean, we haven't yeah, even seen exactly. anything with baseball doing ever since the 70s. Exactly. 100%. So would you, would you say you're an avid baseball fan? Like, you definitely follow baseball every year, year in, year out. You watch, try to get I do. I do. I games. have since I was a kid. You try to catch as many games as you can on TV or whatever you can listen to the radio because I know you probably listen to yes. 10 wins. Are you a New Jersey caller? I am from New Jersey, yes. What gave it away? Was <laughs> my accent? Yes. No, I mean, I'm from Jersey too, but I grew up in Jersey my entire life. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I grew up in Parsippany. Yeah, I grew up in Parsippany. We're neighbors. We're practically yeah, neighbors. I grew up I'm from Hanover. Oh, yeah, t- you're down the road, down Route 10, bro. I know exactly where you are. Yeah, yeah, we're friendly neighbors, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. If I, you're being here on my show. So, <laughs> we, should, we should call into – yeah, we should call into your show. You, you called in before, too, right? We, we, I couldn't get yeah, your what, show details. Actually, the problem is that, well, you start what? You probably you start at 7, right? Uh, 7.30. 7.30, yeah. Okay, because my show ends at 7, so uh, that might cause a little bit of a problem. Yeah, I mean, we'd like definitely. I would love to catch one of your shows, Mike. Is there any way? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm kind of mobile right now. I don't have a pen handy. Could you write down, uh, you know, his uh, show details? I, I'd like to even catch 30 minutes of it. Listen to it, you know, pick up uh, your last week's you know uh, recording of it. Um, well, we're we're on. I'm on the Uber site. Okay. Yeah, I do have uh, archive shows in the in in the can. But uh, you gotta like have an Uber account to catch that, and that's a, that's a thing. So that might be the problem why people aren't being able to to only listen. But it, it is a live show though that I that I do every every Saturday. It is live. Okay. Awesome. The only thing, is, the the only of... thing is you can't say it's called no baseball has screwed us. It's called baseball has screwed us. No, uh, no, the enhanced sports show. Uh, <laughs> the show. It is that no joke. That is the name of the show. Enhanced. No, not breast okay. enhanced, but you get the idea. Yeah. Um the number to call is the number to call is five one two five four three four six six two. Uh we cover every almost everything in the world of sports. Uh we cover the college football uh debacle today. I mean, I don't know what the hell happened to Georgia, but they just like Ugh. 
How right. much money did Vegas yeah. make today, bro? How much money did Vegas yeah. make today? That's my question. Zippo! <laughs> they flat out choked. But awesome. So it's, it's uh, you, we can, you can be found on the website Uber. Uh, you have archived Uber. shows. It's the Enhanced Sports Show, and you do a live show Enhanced every sports. Saturday. From, yes, from, 512 is the number. We're on live. 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, we like to keep it a family show, so we can't say uh, that word that rhymes with duck. We can't say right. shit and all that stuff. And, you know, we can't do right. that. We'll make sure we're on our best behavior when we call. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Otherwise, I'll be off the air in a second. Oh, no, no. I 100%. There's no way I would, next I would week we're gonna, put, put uh, your next show week we'll at, at Jeopardy. Same... <laughs> yeah. So next week we're gonna uh, we're gonna cover um, uh, part one of uh, the bowl games because I want to time to do all 325 bowl games in one in one show. Uh, we'll also cover right. we'll also take predictions on the Heisman Trophy winner, which uh, will be announced just after my show ends. Isn't that a coincidence? Wow. So you know what whatever happens in sports, well, I try to keep it all down ahead of time and write it all down on websites so that by uh, Saturday I'm ready to go. A lot of work goes into this show, gentlemen. Believe me, it does. And I've been doing it now for almost four years as a host. Wow. Wow. That awesome. Yeah. That was absolutely awesome. We, we're relatively new. I am, I'm actually brand spanking new. Um, uh, Mike, on the other hand, has some experience in the past. Him and his buddy ran a couple podcasts in the past. They did really well for themselves. Convinced me to, to jump on this podcast about eight months ago, six, eight months ago. And we've kind of been just, you know, it's it's a good platform to bring out ideas to bring yes. out um concepts and just start conversations that you know maybe are happening right now that someone wants to just talk about but not everyone can get on the dan levitard show right not everyone can get on uh all these big time shows right so yeah you still want to voice your voice what you feel right uh, we're there right. for the little guys you know well just remember right, well, the views expressed are not necessarily those of this network <laughs> uh, i've always i've always uh, wanted okay. to, i've always wanted to say that <laughs> awesome man yeah, awesome. A warning tag there well we want to thank yeah. you so much for calling calling in and listening and um, be sure to check right. out the enhanced sports show on the uber network airing by Saturdays the way name, five, by five. the way uh just in case you remember uh just just think of this lou is the name and sports talk is the game that's all you gotta remember there you go there all you right. go there's there's the plug man you heard it you heard it first Right. Rather shameless, Thank but with you. a plug. You so too. hopefully I'll hear from you next Saturday, gentlemen. I hope so. Awesome. Right. Thank you so much, oh, sir. Get it. Thank you. you. All right. Saturday call. That's awesome. That's good. That's uh, I like Saturday callers because yeah, Friday, callers. Saturday. I like Friday, Saturday because I feel like you know you're you've wound down from the work week. You've yeah. taken the time to 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 look at what's happening. You know, probably freaking out about your fantasy football roster, which is yeah. going to be set in like you know, one day or so. So, yeah, it's an anxiety pack for a couple of days, which is good, which is good. Good for us, right? So let, let me, uh, real quick, before we move on to our NFL stuff um, and fantasy football for the weekend, but I want to touch a little bit more about the Major League Baseball lockout. And we had kind of talked about it uh, with Lou there. Baseball has done a very poor job promoting its superstars as of late. And it, uh, well, can I say that? Is, is it from a, like an MLB perspective, or are they not getting endorsements for other products? Like other sports are getting. I think they get, I think get endorsements. I mean, you used to see Ken Griffey Jr. on the boxes of Wheaties, and he had his own video game. 
and you used to see other stars of like the eighties making appearances here and there on stuff. Baseball. You know what's crazy? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. To, again, cut you off uh, from a video game perspective. When Madden and NBA Two K, when they come out, right? A couple months down the line, you pick it up for a little bit cheaper, right? Yeah. Um, the the decrease in price from like MLB the Show or, like, some of these other games, yeah. it, it's – Madden is still more expensive than MLB is four or five months on the line. That just shows you that people are not even buying the video games to play. Well, Madden has articles on ESPN come out about Madden ratings. Right. And MLB has nothing. They're not touching any of that stuff, right? That stuff. You don't see any Major League Baseball players hosting Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. Do you know the last baseball player to host Saturday Saturday Night Live? Uh, I have no clue. I have no clue. Derek, Derek Jeter, 20 years ago. And Derek Jeter sucks at comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, he's, no, he's no Charles Barkley. <laughs> he's, no, he's no Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's awesome. I think Peyton's hilarious. I think Peyton, if he wasn't a quarterback, he could have been a stand-up comedian. I think so. Probably could have been. He's very, very funny. But, you know, you got baseball that just doesn't seem to be in touch with the younger market. They're not marketing their best players. They're not. And what's crazy, what's crazy is that baseball offers guaranteed contracts. Like these young players that are running to play football and basketball. Basketball is guaranteed too. Yeah, I'll give you that, right? Basketball is also guaranteed, but but it's harder. It's a lot harder. You have you have there are twelve to eighteen players that are possibly available, and then like basically no triple A system, no farm system in the NBA. They're G League or D League, whatever they want to call it. it it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. It's terrible. That's because their farm system to an extent, but you only have like now. I'll say this: I feel like baseball is the hardest sport to become a superstar in because. You know, you got guys that toil around, they're journeymen, or they've been in minor leagues for 15 years. You have 26 roster spots on every major league. Yeah, 26 roster spots on every major league team. In basketball, you got got 14 roster spots. You have, like, half of that, you know. And And football, football, you're 53, but that 53, think about it. Your 53rd position, which is your special teams guy or whoever it is, your kicker, your punter, I don't care who that third guy, the third stringer of that position, right? He's getting paid drastically less than the starting position of that position, right? That he's playing for. He's probably getting paid like two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand, or so. And it's it's getting diluted because there's fifty three men on the roster, right? Yeah, right. But I don't know. And so what I I guess what I was getting at is Major League Baseball can't afford to lose any more popularity, and people aren't. They don't feel sorry for anybody. I'll tell you this as a fan. Oh, oh, players want to hit free agency sooner. Oh, you know, they want this. I don't care. When you guys – It's all this – it's money that's driving it, dude. It's these, it's it's basketball contracts that people see, and, you know, they're seeing these massive 10-year contracts with your Stantons of the world that are signing, you know. Because uh, the baseball players still get more. They still get more. Uh, I mean, the average Major League Baseball salary, the average salary is $4.17 million. That is absolutely insane because veterans minimum is like nine hundred k in the NBA. That's yeah. It's under a mil. And that's – like you can get that up higher. That veteran minimum can go up higher 
based on longevity. If you're Udonis Haslam, Haslam, your your veterans minimum might be two million, you know, because you've been in the NBA for 17 years, right? I mean, you see what the Rangers before the lockout happened spent 561 million dollars on two players, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. Corey Seager signed a 10-year, $325 million contract. Those contracts don't happen in the NBA. They don't happen. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't happen in the NBA. It only happens it happen. when you're like the, the upper echelon of like the Patrick Mahomes type of players in the NFL. Uh, the only other... None of that's guaranteed. Patrick Mahomes exactly, exactly. That's a, he, he may have the money on that contract, but the guaranteed money is far less what his contract's written out for, right? Yes. But the crazy thing is, right, the only other place that you see these kinds of contracts, right, at its highest levels is probably European soccer, major league. I mean, English Premier League, you have, you know, your Italian league. All these European leagues that you have, they pay their players a lot of money. They tons do. and tons. And your Ronaldo's, your Messi's, your Neymar's, your, you know, your top, top echelon, your, your Kylian Mbappe's, you know, all these guys, your, your Salah's, all these guys get paid, paid. They get paid like crazy. But then again, then again, at the same time, it's a whole different market. Yeah. What what NFL and the NBA is to the this side of the hemisphere, that's what soccer is to that side. Yeah. Really, so it, yeah, it would make sense where they they dump in the most amount of money there. True, true, true. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. You know what's you know what's even nuttier, bro? If you look overseas, if you look at like the the sports that are played overseas that are waning in like you know uh, sportsmanship and stuff like that, the the they're the the not sportsmanship, sorry, uh, viewers rather viewers and like basically like fans and things of that nature. You see, like, for instance, I'll give you an example. Cricket, right? Cricket yeah. is an international sport, all right? It's played all over the world, right? All over the world. Its audience, right, in certain countries are terrible. But in other countries, it's number one. Sure. Being the fact that they were able to spread across all these countries as an international sport, they're able to still build their platform. Whereas Major League Baseball is really just in the Americas. Really. It's, yes, I mean, baseball is played elsewhere, you have the Japanese leagues. You have, you know, South American well, leagues. Very, very popular in the South and Central America. You know, like your Dominican you are, Netflix, your, You're right. You're absolutely right. But they're not. They're not. They're not an international level. They're not in European countries. They're not in. Um, you know. Uh, Neither is football, though. Really. They're no, football is. But but see, football is your number one sport here in America, right? That's true. You right. can afford. You can afford to not be overseas when you're number one here, where you're at. Uh, anyways, sorry. Go ahead. So we got week thirteen coming up. Um, some pretty intriguing matchups this week. Uh, a lot of things with playoff implications, and we're gonna get to fantasy football. We got about fifteen minutes left on our show, so we're gonna get to fantasy football here in about five minutes or so. Uh, what game week thirteen are you most looking forward to? Because I know my game, and obviously you'll probably know what it is. But which game? You want to see you want to see the Bengals game, don't you? Obviously, Bengals. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's um, that's a prime time you know prime time matchup. You have one very good offensive team going up against another very good offensive team. 
defensively, they're both uh, pretty decent. They're not bad. Ones, I would say Cincinnati's defense is still better than uh, the Chargers because the Chargers have kind of fell off the last couple of weeks. Um, I, you know what? I really don't know what matchup I want to see this week. Okay, I don't. I, isn't matchups? You got, you got. Yeah, give me some options. Yeah, give me some. Give me some top. Give me. Give me your top five, and I'll pick from the top five. How about that? Okay, so top five. You got Bengals Chargers. I think is the best matchup this this week. But bias. Uh, but continue. Bias, but yeah, okay. Uh, you have uh, the Redskins and Raiders, which is uh, nah. I don't care about that. Four o'clock game. You have. Ravens, Steelers, you have... All right, so that's an interesting matchup because uh, everyone wants to pick Ravens, right? I, for some reason, just smell an upset. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why. Announced that this is yeah, this is it. This is it. It's done. It's done for him, you know? And he's not signing with any other team. He's not going anywhere else. He's no. calling it quits, pretty much. Retirement is your option. After. Yeah. And you should be retiring, bro, at 39... Yeah. You got two Super Bowl wins. You have multiple Pro Bowls. You have five thousand yard seasons. You've led very good offenses. You just couldn't close the gap. Your best bet was that Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Martavius Bryant. It yeah. was that team that should have gone. Yeah. But anyways, uh, also the Broncos and Chiefs, and then a great matchup Monday night. I don't give a crap about the Broncos and Chiefs. And then the Patriots and the Bills on Monday night. I don't care about that either. I think the Bills are finally going to, you know, stomp out uh, Bill Belichick's uh, coach of the year bid by washing the floor. Yeah, by washing the floor with them. Absolutely. Um. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's. We haven't done this in a while. Sam. No, we're not doing our picks. We're not doing our picks. I'm not doing that. It's too late in the season. Oh, get the hell out of here, dude. We're not doing that. Fuck wow. that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You can wow all you want, bro. I don't care. Listen, can I make my pick though for the for the week though? Okay, who's your pick for the week? I'll go with Baltimore and Steelers. I think that's going to be a very interesting game to watch. I think you have a lot of high emotions running. Hey, go fuck yourself. Just because you're a Bengals fan and you're in the same goddamn fucking sorry goddamn division, you're going to go ahead and tell me that the Bengals are going to be more more fun to watch than Lamar Jackson going up against, you know. Aging Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know. Maybe. So who's winning that game and by what? What's the point? You said the Steelers. What? What do you? Uh, I see some... the Steelers like pulling out some sort of special teams last goal, last minute field goal type of scenario, like by three or less. You know. Okay. Well, the Ravens are favored by three on the road to Pittsburgh. So. Yeah. Do you, do you think the Steelers are going to win like a twenty-four, twenty-one game? Close. Yeah, something like that. See, I need Lamar Jackson on the big day. So now we're going to segue into our fantasy football. Uh, most places, you know, we're about two weeks away from the playoffs. Some people are going to start them in week 14, which I don't agree with. Do you still have buys going on? But playoffs. Nope. We got, we got 14. We got going. We're running 14. Okay. So playoffs in the league that I care about, my work league, I've given up hope on because I was decimated by injuries. So I'm sitting at three and nine. But okay. my other, my friends league team, this, this week, the battle for the division is on the line. I'm sitting at eight and four. And I'm playing the person who's ahead of me at nine and three. Um, you guys have divisions. What's that? You guys have divisions. Yes, we have two. We have divisions. And division oh, wow. first round buys. So it's very important. This is a very important week. Interesting. Uh, 
I feel pretty confident about my running backs this week. Uh, Jonathan Taylor gets a tasty matchup with Houston, and Austin Eckler gets a nice matchup against Cincinnati. Cincinnati has not done well against receiving backs. Feeling pretty confident, uh, especially considering that he had Dak Prescott go Thursday night. Dak Prescott only put up 16 points on Thursday night. So he's already under his projections. I'm feeling pretty confident, man. His running backs are David Montgomery and Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson's bruised the hell up. I got Tony Michelle in my standard league. Yeah, Daryl Henderson is not a good play this week. He's still hurt. Yeah. yeah. Henderson is still hurt. Um, and I don't like what's it, Montgomery's. Oh, no, man. I don't know. I don't know. Now, I can't. I can't. I can't trust that. That I can't trust him in that offense, bro. I just can't. Since, since Montgomery has come back, he's put up nine, six, and nine points. Yeah, but those don't scream out star to me by any means. No, and, and he was he was in line for a huge game against the bad Detroit team, and he still only must. I know. I know. That's the part he should have. But see, you know what? You can kind of say, you know what. That's a divisional matchup. They've no, they've known their game plans for years. They know how they play. They study each other closely more than anything else because they don't want to lose these divisional matchups. Maybe you can. I I feel like divisional matchups are are, are very trap game ish. So, yeah. but that that Lions defense and I'm in Michigan. I'm telling you is atrocious, absolutely atrocious. So Somehow I, they get lucky every once in a while, but besides that, they suck. There's a reason why they're zero ten and one. So I'm feeling pretty good about my matchup. Um, I, I have to tell you, I'm going with a little bit of a flyer pick at wide receiver. Now, my receivers are decimated, all right? A.J. Brown's out on IR. Antonio Brown might not play again this season because he faked his vaccine card, which I just I, – I can't even begin to comprehend the level of stupidity with Antonio Brown. Like, I feel like in that playoff game – when Bontez Burfick knocked the snot out of him and gave him a concussion, that ended his career because Antonio Brown's not been smart since. He's, you know, he, he's been dumb as bricks ever since he's caught that lick, dude. Literally, ever since he, he was hit from, from, from Bontez Burfick, ever since he caught, caught that, yeah. he's literally been completely out of his mind from demanding yeah. things to – acting like a diva, to getting traded to, like, three different teams in, like, within the span yeah. of two years. Right. And then now all of a sudden he's going to pull a stunt like this? Like, Tom Brady should be, be should be yelling at Antonio Brown like, like there isn't a tomorrow almost. Like, what the hell were you thinking? What exactly? Like, I know he's been out with an ankle injury, but he was due to come back this week, and now he's all of a sudden suspended. And then all of a sudden, you know what? Guess what? Guess what? Their offense is still going to be humming because Gronk is back. They still got Evans and Godwin. They still have Lenny Fournette. Uh, you know, and now and now they have you know a little bit of an emergence from Ronald Jones. He got himself a touchdown, a little bit of confidence. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Um. All right. So I got a, one of my biggest sleeper picks. I, I guess you can't really call it a sleeper. Hey, listen, man, I need a WR2 to start this week. I know you want to talk about your fantasy and how you're doing, but that's all fine and dandy. Uh, I need a, a WR2 to start this week. I have no WR2 right now sitting in my spot. I have uh, Jacoby Myers, who's got a really tough matchup uh, against Buffalo uh, on my bench. I have DJ Moore, who's on a bye. 
I've Jarvis Landry, who's also on a bye. I'm playing C.J. Uzoma this week against the Chargers because they suck against tight ends. But let me tell you who's available from a uh, a, a um, wide receiver perspective, right? So you have Kenny Galladay, still available, 7.9. I'm going to take Kenny, man. No, 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 don't. Bad, bad move. Bad move. Really? Daniel Jones is not playing this week. I know, which means that, you know, he sucks with Daniel Jones playing. You know what I'm saying, right? He yeah. sucks with yeah. Daniel Jones when he plays. It's the other way around. I feel like he's going to have a breakout game. And I'm going to go ahead and drop Jacoby Myers for that. Okay. I, I'm telling you right now, uh, a guy that I don't know if he's available. Green flex? Ooh, but I would, tell me. I would put, pick up Foster Moreau. He's gone. Gone, bro. You're in a 10-team league. We're in 12. Not available. I mean, I well, yeah. If you're looking for waiver wire fodder to pick up somebody, and and I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think you're gonna find that uh, that real deep. Is Slate is Slayton a better play or Galladay a better play? I think Galladay's still a better play. I'm telling you. I listen. I I don't like Kenny Galladay at all. Uh, I don't like anybody from the Giants. Actually, if, uh, they got Mike Glennon playing, bro. They're gonna target. Mike Glenn knows how to talk. I'm going to add Kenny Galladay, and I'm going to drop Jacoby Myers. Devin because De- is Devin DuVernay available in your league? No, he's not. That's a stupid fucking question. Dude, well, he's available in both my other leagues because no one's picked him up. Because Well, we have smaller benches. I don't know. You guys like to run with, like, 20 teams. No, percent. we don't. We don't. We have, we have a, a six-spot bench with a one-spot IR, but IR is COVID, bro. It's only COVID IR. It can't be a regular IR. All right. By the way, is uh, last uh, last question is uh, Mr. Uh, tell me, tell me. Quick. Olamide Zacchaeus available. Who? Atlanta Falcons. Oh, Zacchaeus. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me check this. Uh, he is available. All right. He's got a tough matchup though with Tampa Bay. But with no Calvin Ridley, I, well, I don't know about Russell Gage either. I'm, I'm getting to get yeah, bro. He got, he he he's last four games he's had two targets, three targets, two yeah. targets. Uh, bro, he's had one seven target oh, game. Let me tell you my uh, my sleeper. I forgot about this guy. Who? He's probably available in your league. Uh, he's got a great matchup against Minnesota, who's given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. Quick, quick, quick. Josh Reynolds. He's not gone. there. He's not available, bro. Well, your guys, your team, your guys like to hoard people that just don't play at all. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Um, you would play Reynolds? I would play Josh Reynolds. All right, and- here we go, bro. I'm adding Josh Reynolds. He's he actually is available. I'm sorry, I okay. thought he was on. He he just dropped yesterday, actually. So let me add Reynolds. Uh, should I? This is what's on my bench right now. The drop. Uh, Aaron Jones, obviously no drops. Tony Michelle not dropping. Landry, Henry, Moore, Myers, and Drake. I have Drake because I have Josh Jacobs as my RB two. I need to. I, I, and he's questionable, so I need to grab his backup. Jacoby Myers would be my drop. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going ahead and dropping dropping Jacoby and adding Josh Reynolds, sir. I have taken your fancy advice for the first time in the entire season. 
Right, let's see what I no, that's not true. You took my advice before and On who? Who? It was bad advice. <laughs> who was it? But who who did you tell me to play? I don't remember. I told you to play something. Oh, I know we were both banging our heads on the on the on the wall that day. I was like, You asshole, you told me to play it. I forgot who it was. It was like week four, I think. Yeah, I forget it was early. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're going to open up the fantasy football mailbag uh, for next week. Uh, so send in your questions to the Twitter account that's at uh, no huddle with MS. Uh, and that's MS stands for Mike Sam, not multiple sclerosis, just in case there's any confusion. Uh, so you can send us your fantasy football questions. We will read them live on the air. We or, or if you would like for us to sponsor something that's related to MS, we can also do that too. Yes, we can also do that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, winding down here. Uh, tell me. Um, hey, real quick. I got since we're winding down, let's wind down with some fantasy real quick. I have one more quick question to ask you. Okay. Who do I play uh, for my defense? Now, I'll tell you who's available for defenses. I have well, I have the Chiefs, the Giants, the Steelers, the Chargers, the Raiders, Bears, Seahawks. Uh, Redskins, sorry, Washington football team, Bengals, Saints, Jets, Falcons, Jaguars, Lions. Huh? Saints already played. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Saints already played. So, yeah. Uh, Jets, Falcons, Jaguars, Lions. I have San Francisco in there right now. Are you Seattle? Yeah. I'd keep that. I, I You would, right? Yeah. I, I Someone told me that they, even with AP, they're not going to figure it out. They look absolutely just out of, they, I look out of, out of sync. I think Pete Carroll's going to be gone at the end of this. Season. I seriously think so too. Because do you remember the beginning of the of the uh, like the off season? Like there was a yeah. lot of drama where Russell Wilson was just like, "I think I need to get the hell out of here." And Pete Carroll's like, "Oh yeah, well I don't know about Russell." And and then he changed course real quick, and he's just like, "Well, he's a franchise quarterback, and he's this, that, the other." But yeah, there was a flip. Uh, I feel like there was a quick second where. They were looking at possible trades because they still owe him a ton of money, and they ha- he has a couple years left. And here, here's the other thing about Pete Carroll. I'll say this: he's he's been in Seattle since 2010, so he's been there a long time. He's only missed the playoffs twice. Okay. He but, made he he made the playoffs with a 2019 team as well. Don't forget that. He did make the playoffs in 2019 and 2020. But here's the thing: he has not made it past the wild card game. Uh, or sorry, they were. I guess they lost to the Packers in the divisional game in 2019. But he's lost in the wild card game, divisional game, divisional game, division since the back since the back to back Super Bowls. He's lost divisional round, divisional round, wild card, divisional divisional round, wild card. This year, not going to make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know if Seattle fires Pete Carroll or they give him one more year to try to get things figured out. Uh, but right now, I would say he's he's on the hot seat. It's not things aren't looking great for him right now. Uh, they don't have mo- they don't have money to sign anybody else, dude. They they've given up their picks to the Jets, my Jets. They've given yeah, up their Jamal future Adams, picks, man. For Jamal Adams, Jamal for Jamal Adams. Adams, go Jamal Adams. Thank you very much, Jamal. He's, he, Jamal Adams is a nice player, but he's not the guy you go all in on. Not for two first rounders. Are you out of your mind? What's that? He went for like two firsts and, and two seconds or something like that. It was like yeah. ridiculous. Like that's what you would give like a, a quarterback or a stud defensive lineman next to the quarterback, not the safety. Yeah, definitely not safety. Definitely like, not safety. 
not, you know, this, this, this is not Deion Sanders or Ed. No, it, it's not. It's not even your top corner either. The guy sucks in coverage. He's absolutely horrendous in coverage. He's good. He's a strong safety to the core. He plays off the line. He comes yeah. in and hits the box when he has to. He gets his sacks. That's about it, and he gets his tackles. Thank you for joining us on a wonderful Saturday night. We're going to see what happens with these 8 o'clock games that, are, that should have kicked off by now. Uh, currently, uh, we got uh, Michigan and Iowa tied at zero. Surprise, surprise there. And, uh, <laughs> And tied at seven. I feel like the Iowa Michigan game uh, should be watched in black and white because uh, we're going to go back to 1950s style football. Uh, but let's go. I'm, I'm, uh, you know what? I'll be kind of with it to be honest with you. It's a little bit of a change of pace, which is good. <laughs> but uh, that's all the time we got. So Harlem Heat's going to take us out, and we will take us out, bro. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.